The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Word of the Lord, Psalm 23 in the English Standard Version. Welcome to Brain Injury Bible Study. I am Christabel Braden. I'm a brain injury survivor, and this is the first in our series, A Grateful Heart. Now, you might be wondering, in this series on gratitude, why have we started with Psalm 23? You know, that wasn't actually where I had originally planned to start this series either. <laughs> It's not necessarily one of those passages that you think of when you think of gratefulness. You know, you might be wondering, why didn't we start with, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. I mean, that's a great verse on thankfulness. But something that I have come to realize over my years of living with brain injury is that um, just hearing, give thanks to the Lord, Sometimes it causes me to get uncomfortable, and not the good kind of uncomfortable. It causes me to feel guilt or shame because sometimes I just don't know how to be grateful. And I I feel so selfish or so wrong saying that because I live in America, which is one of the most wealthiest nations in the world, I have a roof over my head. I have food on the table every day. But why am I having trouble finding things to feel thankful for? There have been seasons that I have just been so tired of this brain injury and the re-injuries. A little bit of my story. I had my first traumatic brain injury in 2007. And I've had over a dozen concussions and re-injuries in the years since then. So it's been a long journey. And there's been times that I got another concussion and I just sit here and say, God, why? How can I feel thankful if my head is pounding and it feels like it's just going to fall off my body? How can I have any energy to be thankful when I can barely get out of bed in the morning? And these physical and these brain symptoms start to compound on one another. And it starts to seep into my mental health and my spiritual health. I start to feel depressed. I start to lose hope. 
I start to wonder why. And then I stop wondering why. And I just start to accept it. And I feel bits of myself just seep out until I feel like an empty shell. An empty shell of pain, of, of tiredness, of fatigue, of hopelessness. So I wanted to start with Psalm 23 because there's no way to learn what it means to have a grateful heart if we are not first resting in the love that God has for us. It's hard to know how to be grateful when you're just so tired all the time. Brain injury fatigue is real. Caregiver fatigue is real. If you're a caregiver listening to this, your story is just as valid as the survivors. Daily fatigue, it eats, it eats at you. But God has been transforming my heart and soul to learn what it means to rest in Him. Resting in God is about so much more than just sleeping at night or having just a sense of peace. Resting in God is centered on His love. Psalm 23 is one of the passages that has always spoken to my heart deeply of God's love. The way that a shepherd cares for his sheep. If, if you just go on YouTube and search shepherd and sheep, and you will see some of the beautiful ways and care that shepherds take for their sheep. Sheep are totally helpless and dependent on their shepherd for everything. In that way, God is there to hold us, to brush the bugs off of us. You know, I just had an image of a sheep with a bug on them, you know. God's there to take care of us if we're injured, if our hearts are injured, if any parts of us is hurting. God will take care of you like a shepherd takes care of his sheep. More than that, he leads us beside still waters to places that our souls long for. Verse 3 says, he restores my soul. <clears throat> I think a lot of us could use some soul restoration today. <laughs> and when we walk through that valley of shadow and death, you know, that depression, that, that place where you just don't know what to do and you don't know where to go. The, the word of God says that we don't need to fear in those days because he's with us. Ah, it's beautiful. God's preparing a table for us, but not only that, in the presence of our enemies, the, the ones that are against us. But he anoints us with oil, and, and the word says, my cup overflows. Goodness and mercy is going to follow me as I'm in the house of God. I mean... I have not felt like an overflowing cup. I have way too often felt like a cup with a hole in it flowing out in the wrong way. 
it's not overflowing. It's like there's a hole in the bottom and as something's getting poured into it, it's just coming out the bottom and just dripping out. So it's like my cup is this perpetual state of emptiness or of half fullness. And it's like, I know God's pouring love into me. And I know that, you know, my friends and family are pouring love into me. And I know that, you know, I'm not alone. And I have Hope After Head Injury support group, which is such a beautiful community of survivors and caregivers. You know, I know that. But it's like when that's pouring into this cup, it's just dripping out the bottom. So I just feel empty. (laughs) And when I'm empty, how can I feel grateful? How can I be grateful? We can't. But Psalm 23 talks about an overflowing cup. So I kind of want to zoom in on that verse there. The overflowing cup comes towards the end of this psalm. After David, King David, Shepherd David, wrote this, wrote this psalm, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It starts with the Lord's my shepherd, you know. There, there's a journey before it talks about the cup overflowing. First, we have to know that God loves us, that he's with us. We don't have to fear because God is with us the way that a shepherd is with his sheep. He's not just with us, he's leading us. And he loves us just as we are. When we think about that empty cup, I feel like brain injury rehab is necessary, but it's overwhelming because it's not like any other injury to your body where, you know, you. I, I had an, a sprain in my knee a couple years back. And we did, you know, some rehab exercises, and I wore a brace, I had, and it, uh, it healed. And you kind of left, and that was that. Brain injury rehab, it's your mind. It's the way you think. So, you know, if when I was in rehab for my knee, it was like, oh, well, okay, I do this exercise. Okay, I can think about doing this exercise and do it. Cognitive rehab is a whole other thing. <laughs> Where your mind is just constantly being overwhelmed. If you have vestibular symptoms, you might get vertigo, you might get dizzy. Your eyes might hurt, you might have vision problems. You might have whiplash in your neck, you might have constant neck pain. You might have constant migraines. And so we, we try to do everything we can to learn and recover. We put in all of this effort to recover from our brain injury. And so we're constantly in a mindset of trying to better ourselves. And what that kind of does, at least for me, is it, it puts me in a place of, I feel like I'm not good enough as I am. I feel like I'm broken. I feel like I'm damaged. I feel like the brain damage seeps into my identity, and I feel like my soul is damaged. And in that state of brokenness, of just feeling like I'll never be enough, I'll never get better, that's where Jesus reaches down in love. He reaches out his hand and he says, you are enough today, right now, just as you 
God loves you as you are today. He doesn't love you as you think you should be. He loves you as you are right now. He loves you deeper than you could ever know. He loves you with a constant, overflowing love that flows out of himself. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, the Trinity, the three in one is overflowing with love for you because you are his child. His love is greater than you could ever imagine. I'm going to read you a verse from 1 John 4, verse 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now let's just pause. What? This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to die for us? Whew. God loves you with an unrequited, uh, not reciprocated love. He loved you before you loved him. He loved you at your worst, in your sin, in your struggles, in your shame. God loved you there. And he continues to love you there every single day. The love of God is not dependent on your love for him. It's not dependent on your measure of faith. It's not dependent on good deeds or good works or church attendance. Now, that's a whole other thing we might need to go into here because with brain injury symptoms, going to church is hard. So I'm just going to speak this out right now for any of you who have felt shame for maybe not going to church in person. God's love is going to meet you right at your house, okay? <laughs> If your brain injury is keeping you from being able to go because it's too overwhelming, it's okay. Uh, we can talk about this another time, but I just I felt in my heart to say that right now because I feel like there's somebody listening who has felt shame for not going to church, and that's just not God's heart for you. Going to church is supposed to be a way to connect and fellowship with other believers and to worship and rejoice. And uh, it, it's not supposed to be something that, that you do out of guilt or condemnation or shame. So just stop that right there. I just want to stop right there and say that. But back to the, the message at hand, the love of God, okay? The love of God is bigger than you can ever imagine. So why are we talking about this on a series called A Grateful Heart? Well, back to Psalm 23, your cup overflows when you are resting in God's love. When you know that the Lord is your shepherd. Psalm 23 is my prayer that I would live like that. I want to live like that. I want that so bad. I want that restored soul. I want to know he's with me. I want to not fear. I want my cup to overflow. I want to just 
be so overcome by the love of God that it just flows out of me. And so how do we get there? We can't on our own effort. But when we allow God to lead us and be our shepherd, when we make Jesus Lord of our life because of his love, not out of obligation, out of love, that's when our cup begins to overflow. Now back to gratefulness and a grateful heart. So I was doing some research for gratitude for this series. And so I was Google searching and I was like, this is going to be great because this is brain injury Bible study. So we're going to talk about neuroscience and (laughs) gratitude because there's a plethora. That's a good word, plethora. There's a plethora of uh, resources out there. And we're still going to go into some of that later. But uh, we can't start there. It's too overwhelming. I, I, I went on Google and there were thousands of articles on practicing gratefulness and write down three things you're grateful for and here's scientific research on how gratitude helps your brain and here's how gratefulness helps your me- mental health. And I'm reading all these things and just thinking like, that's, that's good, but something's missing. There's something in my heart that's missing. And then I started to think about, have you ever tried to force gratitude? I have, and it makes me feel guilty because something about that act of forcing gratitude and forcing positivity makes me feel guilt. Like I was talking about the beginning of this, right? Why should I struggle for reasons to be thankful? I should, quote unquote, be grateful for a roof over my head and food on the table and Logically in my head, I know that. But there's just a disconnect between my head and my heart. What about the times when I know that I should be more thankful, but this brain injury, it's just taken so much from my life that I have no idea how to start. Sometimes it feels like the things the brain injury took is so much bigger than the things that are still here, or maybe the blessings the new things that have come, you know, it's like everything's overshadowed by what's missing or who I used to be or the life that we used to have that I kind of miss out on the life I have today, you know, but it's real and it's valid. It's okay to feel that way. So then what about the days when my body hurts and my head's in pain? I mean, when I'm in pain and I'm feeling lonely and sad and tired, it's hard to be grateful. And what about the days when I just don't want to be grateful? It's hard to admit, but if we're honest, I think we've all been there. There are certain times when I'm like, I don't really want to be thankful today. (laughs) I really don't. So the bottom line and the, the point is that we can't force gratefulness. You might try and keep a gratitude journal and write down things, but it might work for a bit, but ultimately forced positivity and forced gratefulness, it ends up fading away. Then we end up feeling just as empty as we began. And the things that we're supposed to be thankful for begin to feel meaningless. They lose meaning, you know, like it just feels trite and just like, well, okay, whatever. I'm grateful for this, grateful for that. But, you know, I I feel like I'm saying it because I should, not because I actually feel it. So the point is that forced gratefulness will always fall short because it relies on our flesh and it comes from our own effort and our own strength. 
but true gratefulness, it's in the outflow. It's in the overflow. It's when our cup runs over. True gratefulness is an outflow of how much we are first loved by God. It's not by our own effort or the measure of our faith. True gratefulness is by the love of Christ upon us alone. So the key to a grateful heart, now this is just what I believe in in the scriptures and the word that the Lord has given me to share with you today is that the key to a grateful heart is about living in the outflow. True gratitude is an outflow of God's love upon us. That next verse in 1 John 4, 11 and 12 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So loving each other is an outflow of God's love for us. Now his love for you is already there. It's sitting right there. You just need to recognize it. (laughs) So today's lesson, devotion, whatever it is, um, whatever you'd call this, um, the point is that true gratitude is, is an outflow of God's love. Your cup overflows when you know that God loves you. And, and out of that, instead of that leaking cup that I was talking about, you know, a cup with a hole in the bottom, that it's leaking out, everything's just leaking out, and you're just left feeling run down. The love of God doesn't just patch up that hole, it heals it like it was never there. The love of God can fill in that hole so well that your cup will fill so fast. (laughs) By the Holy Spirit, your cup will fill and that outflow is going to naturally be gratefulness. You are going to naturally be more thankful for the things in your life when you are flowing out of the love of God every day. When you're living in the outflow and operating out of the flow of the Holy Spirit in you, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 says, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is love and joy and peace. And and so the, the fruit of the Spirit, when it outflows, when the Holy Spirit is in you, when we're in Christ and we repent of our sin and we we make Jesus Lord of our life and we choose to be his disciple and to follow him, when we allow that love to lead us every day, a grateful heart is the outflow. Gratefulness will naturally flow out. You won't have to force it. It'll just be part of your daily life. You're going to give thanks to God because you want to, not because you think you have to. So my prayer for each of you listening to this right now is that you would live in the outflow. I pray that God would be with each of you and that you would know how much he loves you. Take some time to sit alone with Jesus after listening to this. It doesn't have to be right away, you know, if you're listening in the car or while you're doing other things. But sometime today or tomorrow, once you're done listening to this, take some time to be alone with with Jesus 
just you and him in the silence. Ask him, say, Jesus, show me how much you love me. Spend time with him, talk to him. Maybe read Psalm 23 or 1 John 4 again and just let him speak love into your heart. And from there, the gratefulness is going to begin to outflow. Thank you for listening today to this Brain Injury Bible Study audio devotion. I hope that it's encouraged you. If you're not yet signed up on our email list, visit BrainInjuryBibleStudy.com and get signed up so that you can connect and know when we're going to have Zoom meetings. They'll happen periodically where you can meet and connect and you can just listen and observe and you don't even have to turn your camera on if you just want to come. And so I'd love to meet you. You can also join our Facebook group, Brain Injury Bible Study on Facebook, and connect with me. I have another podcast called Hope Survives Brain Injury Podcast and Hope After Head Injury Online Support Group. You're not alone. God loves you so much. And remember, the Lord is your shepherd. I'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.